Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at Egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at BJShow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. It is a Friday, TGIF. You know what? When I was a kid, Friday is one of my favorite day of the week because when you went to school... You know that on Friday, when you got out, no more school for two days. Isn't that terrible? And you just hop on your bike, Brad, and you and we were just gone on Friday night. God, I used to live in my bicycle. You know, you just don't see that that much anymore. You know what I mean? You just you don't in your you neighborhood. Don't. Do you it's see kids? Very are... rare to see kids. And you know what the sad thing is, Brad? You see kids riding a bike now, and they got a helmet on. Like, what's wrong with these things? <laughs> I still have. <laughs> I shouldn't say this. Tell this story. Uh, matter of fact, as I as as I get you know when I got bald, you can start to see it now. Uh, but I wear a toupee, and I, <laughs> I have I have a special toupee that covers the area. I I have literally a rock in my head. No way from falling. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I got a rock in my head, and it's still there, and they couldn't get it out of my head. And I'm not making this up. I'm you know. Is pe- it the top? Where where is it on your dome? Uh, on the right side, uh, like uh, sort of sort of top of ear level. Um, you know, like right front. I don't know what part of your skull that would be. If we had a doctor and he'd be able to say, that's your external octipital protuberance or something like that. Hey, you know what? That was a gorilla monsoon line on re- on wrestling. He would say that all the time. Uh, external occipital protuberance? Yeah, that's what he would say to the back of the neck. If a wrestler got hit another one in the back of the head, gorilla monsoon's gimmick, would what he would say, external, uh, what was it? Occipital protuberance. Yeah, occipital pr- protuberance. Yeah, that was his gimmick. <laughs> Can I tell you a weird story? You know how I know that? This How's is the, that? The stupid things I got from high school. Okay, we had a gym teacher who also was my our health teacher. Did you have that? Did you have health in high school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and that was a great thing for the gym teacher, which was always the health teacher. Right, always the health teacher. Okay, so <laughs> I think his name was Mr. Rogers, not as in the TV Mr. Rogers, but Mr. Rogers. And he was. we were doing the anatomy class, and he said to us, and I'll never forget this, I think I was like in ninth grade or eighth grade or something like that and he started talking about parts of the body and the whole bit and he talked about the external occipital protuberance and what that is is you feel on the back of your skull where like right where your skull ends there's like a like a like a point if I'm you, feeling it right now. I got my fingertips right. on it as we speak. That is your external occipital protuberance. And he said to us, I swear I can remember it like it happened yesterday. And see, when I say things like that, you're always going to believe me now because remember my wrestling story. Absolutely. Which, which I 93, told, you nailed it. Which I told on the air. I almost remembered it word for word, remember? And you were you like, did. hold you on did. a minute. I didn't believe you, Brad. You went to a wrestling event at a high school? Yes, it was, an, it was the WW, what was it, the WCW? WCW. CW and it was because of the because of the lack of crowds they literally changed the business model because the next month Brad the and that, next month that was like according to you that was like one of the last ones they ever did one of the, like that. yeah and it was probably the last one actually held in a high school it was definitely one of the last ones held in a small venue so anyway our gym teacher would say to us he'd say, and he was sort of cool guy and he'd say 
hey, you know, you know, I know you guys are starting to, uh, you know, be interested in women. He says, here's a line you should use. You go up to a girl and you say, hey, can I touch your occipital, your external occipital protuberance? So, <laughs> and, and, and they would, no, you can't. <laughs> but, and he, he said that was a, as he called it, an icebreaker because the women would say they do one of two things. Either they'd slap you or. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. Or they'd say, where is that? And you would show them on the back of their head. You just. Nice. <laughs> that, which probably that, that, that touch probably builds a little bit of trust and then you escalate from there. Now. Uh, see, today, that gym teacher would have been fired. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. <laughs> he would have been gone, and there would have been protests in front of the school. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, so tomorrow is the crazy, weird uh, thing with the, uh, uh, the uh, not the primary, but the caucuses, okay? That's correct, now, yeah. Now, I heard Mark Cox talks about talk about this, and you're pretty much an expert on this kind of stuff. He said that you have to be in the room, wherever the room is, in, in St. Charles County. What, where is it? It's one of the high schools again, isn't it? It's at Howell Central. Howell Central, okay, where my kids went to school at. And, it's either Howell Central or Howell North. I'll look it up while we're on the air here. And I think I it's Howell Central. And I believe in St. Louis County, it's one of the parkways, isn't it? Something like that? Yeah, that's correct. Parkway okay. West, I believe. Parkway West. Okay. He says you have to be there before 10 o'clock because they lock the doors at 10 o'clock. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, there, you, you, you will not be able to get in. But what does the fire marshal say about that? I didn't think you could lock doors. Well, I mean, they have. I mean, they do have a law. I mean, they have a, a you know law enforcement presence there. Absolutely. To after what happened last time in St. Charles County. And by the way, I just looked it up, and it is Howell Central. Yeah. So you're locked in. And at Howell Central, there there will be two separate caucuses because St. Charles County includes the second and the third congressional. Right. Folks in the third congressional will meet in the in gymnasium A. And folks in the second congressional will meet in gymnasium B. Interesting. Because, and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe from looking at the map and I'm trying to, in my mind, overlay the school district, I believe that Francis Howell is, the, is in both congressional districts, correct? Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think it does split based on the size of the Howell district. Yeah. Right. The northern section of the district would be in, in three, and the southern part of the district would be, obviously, that's where, that's two, that's where Bob Onder lives, uh, and that's, uh, uh, I think, I think the, the dividing line is somewhere um, along I-70 or something like I that. I looked it up before. Yeah, I forgot exactly where it is. So anyway, that's the deal tomorrow. So now, once again, you're the expert in this kind of stuff. Can anybody show up? If you're a Democrat, can you show up? Yeah. Now, you do sign a pledge that swears that you are a, that swears that you are a Republican. I think if you were, say, a Democrat elected official, um, and in St. Charles County, that's a rare thing. But if if people identified you as being, say, a member of the St. Charles County Democratic Central Committee, there's, I believe there's a process by which you can challenge the credentials of a caucus attendee. But in general, to answer your question, Brad, someone could come in off the street, and as long as they say that they are a Republican, they can participate in the caucus. Interesting. Now, now when they say they lock the door, does that mean you can't get out either? Yeah, hey, once you're in... You're, you're in. No, you can leave, Brad. But as I understand it, once you leave, if I recall correctly, for, and I've attended two caucuses, I took part in the 1996 Republican Presidential Caucus, and I took part in the 
2012 Republican caucus. And as I understand, I stayed the, the full time for both. But as I understand it, you can leave the premises, but I don't believe you can come back. So once you leave, it's sort of like Hotel California. It's the opposite of Hotel yeah, California, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. I, think that, I think Hotel California was, you started singing a song on the air the other day, Brad, <laughs> yes. and it was really funny, but I couldn't place the tune. I think you were singing Hotel California to me. I think I was. You know, I'm singing so bad. Okay, so so now there, and I, I've heard all sorts of different things this week, punching around in different radio stations. Some people are saying, it's going to be over in a half an hour. Do you think that could be possible? Yeah, I, oh, I absolutely think it could just be by acclamation. And the only time where you have, I mean, it's a recipe to have a day-long caucus when you have multiple viable candidates and you have, you know, warring factions and such. But this is a, this is perfunctory now. Meaning, perfunctory meaning? Perfunctory meaning that Donald Trump is our nominee. So it's not as though, Brad, you would have, you would have 400 well-organized Nikki Haley soldiers showing up and proposing their slate and ready to fight and saying we're going to block every we're going to block every proposal that comes before the caucus in order to prove our point about how strong Nikki Haley is here. Like we're not going to have that. That's what we saw in 2012 with the Ron Paul folks. That's what we saw in '96 with Pat Buchanan and Phil Graham and. Versus Bob Dole, but again, it's I mean this is this is ceremonial in in, in, in for lack of a better term here in Missouri. Okay, let's go back to 2012 because you're the expert on this. That yep. is that was the one that made national news headlines where essentially a riot broke out. Correct? Yeah, yeah. There was some, and uh, eventually it started about uh, as I understand it. Somebody was trying to get somebody to take, you know, the, the details become fuzzy over time, but someone asks someone else to take off their, their Ron Paul hat. Cause like you, you shouldn't wear a hat indoors and you can't wear, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was some sort of physical confrontation that went from, you know, Hey, you take off that hat to, Hey, I'm taking that hat off for you to pushing and shoving. And then it was a disaster in terms of the gentleman who was in charge of at the time, gosh, that would have been, I guess, the Mitt Romney, kind of the establishment candidate that most people were there to support, just grabbed the microphone. And his name was Eugene Dokes. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do. Okay. And he ended up getting in some legal trouble. And I, I, I believe he might have spent some time in jail. But he was the leader at that point. And, you know, because he's African-American, he was able to ascend up the part people like to have a black guy you know holding a microphone saying that they're a republican and he grabbed the microphone and he leaned up on the podium and he said i'm just gonna stand here as long as it takes until you guys get quiet and that was all the cue that the ron paul people needed to just start screaming and yelling and it was disastrous brad i've never seen i've never seen outside of a sporting event i've never seen a group of adults behave in that sort of a raucous manner were you there then yeah, you were actually there. Oh yeah, I yeah I tweeted from it, and I I did some live tweeting, which was picked up by Matt Pierce. Shout out to Matt Pierce from the L.A. Times, um, who who printed my tweets, and I was live tweeting the pandemonium there. Now, and and literally the police were called, correct? Yeah, yeah, and I'll never forget because it was on St. Patrick's Day. You know, I'm an Irishman, <laughs> and I remember thinking I'm spending. My St. Patrick's Day, watching people act like maniacs well, no, here in St. Charles County. No, hold it. Don't take this the wrong way. This is no insult to Irish people. But 
isn't that the way Irish people say, uh, spend St. Patrick's where they fight it out? They duke it out? Yeah, but, but usually we're not drunk until 11 a.m. Right. And the caucus started at 10. Like, who starts an hour early? Right. You so, don't start drinking until 11 a.m. Right? See, you know, Shelly and I, all these things that used to listen to the show, but all these things that I go back to that, you know, that I find funny. I mean, the, the whole thing that, like, we have this crazy, weird political intolerance of some things, but political uh, uh, acceptance of other things. Okay, we can't have football teams named for Indian tribes and things like that, but we can have a college that has as its mascot a P.O.'d little Irish dude, you know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the Irish. The leprechaun dude, you know, it's like, oh, that's okay to have a little, a little, you know, and I'm going like, okay, to me, it, to me, that's the same thing, you know? I, yeah, the whole... Oh, of course it is, yeah. Don't get me and, going Yeah, that. of course we can make fun of the Irish... And we can make fun of the Germans, but and we can make fun of the Italians. But. Well, but but see, what's interesting about that is that to me, it's not necessarily making fun of them. It's one of the things that one is. It's one of their endearing qualities. It's, I mean, it's a matter of pride. If you went up to any Irishman, Brad, and you said, "Hey, eat some potatoes lately," or "Hey, it's a, a surprise. You're not drunk. It's already noon." You know, you laugh about it because it's funny. Right. And, but and, that's a, but that, that goes back to what we talk about, Brad. You were not raised to view yourself as a victim. I was not raised to, to view myself as a victim. If you were told from childhood and all throughout school that you were oppressed, that everybody else had a better opportunity than you, that the world was plotting against you, you might be a little bit defensive, Brad. Okay, and I'll give you a perfect example of this, okay? Talking about, I guess, revisionistic history, whatever you want to call it, did you see the Super Bowl ad that featured Volkswagen? Did you see that one? I I don't remember that. What was that one? It was it, they they were tracing back like the history of the Volkswagen, the original bug and stuff like that. The only problem was, do you know where the Volkswagen originated? Well, wait a minute. I hopefully they weren't talking about the origin in Nazi Germany. Well, that's the whole point. The point and was. And did they just white? <clears throat> did they just pretend that that part didn't happen? Yes, exactly. Here, let me see. If oh, I can... okay. Well, that's <laughs> they should have been called out on that in about right, two seconds. Right, right. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, VW Super Bowl ad. Because the thing about it is, if for those of you who don't know, Volkswagen stands for in German. Volks is is people. And wagon is car, so it was called the people's car because when, you got to understand your history of going back in in you know the late twenties, early thirties. Not only do we had a a a uh, you know global depression uh, in Germany, it got really bad. I mean, it was terrible in Germany. And here comes this little dude by the name of Adolf Hitler, who essentially Sardas rallies everybody like, hey, we're Germans, we're the best. And and he started telling people, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And one of the things he promised was he was going to get everybody their own car. And he hired, and the other interesting thing, do you know who the designer of the, the Volkswagen Beetle is? Who? Mr. Porsche. Did you know this? No, I didn't know that. I think his name is Ferdinand Porsche. And he designed the Volkswagen. Okay, so let me find VW. So let me find this because I've heard a couple people talk about this and talk about talking about revisionist history. Uh, VW Super Bowl commercial. Um, here, well, and and let's also while you looked that up, Brad, let's also point out that there are a number of German companies, Mercedes-Benz, Bayer, that had some activity with a certain regime. And well, World War well, II. almost all of them did. I mean, that's the yeah, correct. of course. It, and okay. now, of course, that was also <clears throat> it was. I mean, you didn't go to Adolf Hitler and say, "Listen, Adolf, 
um, we were thinking about it, and we, we're not really with this whole war thing, you know? Okay, let me see if I can play this on the air here. I found this. No, I found it. No. Did you ever read about a frog who dreamed of being a king? Okay. Let me stop it. This is the commercial. Okay, the video is, it shows the year 1949, and it shows a Volkswagen being offloaded off of a cargo ship, I assume, like, probably in New York Harbor or something like that. Let me keep going here, okay? Okay. And then became one. Well, except for the names and a few other changes, if you talk about me... The story is the same one. Okay, now they show they show various cities where they show the Volkswagen driving down, you know, like looks like the streets of New York, and people are giving yeah, it a weird look and yeah. stuff like that. Okay. Well, 1949 is a convenient point to pick up. I And then they got they have one scene in there, Herbie the Love Bug. Bart Simpson. Darth Vader. And then the end shot is their new car. Oh, I've said before. Their end shot is the new car, uh, the 2024 electric car. Okay, they start the history of Volkswagen in 1949. That's convenient, Brad. <laughs> yes, because it doesn't talk about Adolf Hitler. See, now, the reason I bring this up is my father, once again, World War II vet, you know, four years in active duty, you know, saw the entire world literally to the point where my dad described where he was in World War II, and it would be probably easier to say where he wasn't in World War II, a combat veteran, three bronze stars. You hear about guys getting bronze stars. My dad had yeah. three bronze stars. His best friend used to call the Volkswagens Kraut carts. That's what he called. Oh, yeah. Them. yeah. They were I kraut- like the use of kraut for German. Kraut carts, right? Right. Kraut carts. Okay. We have to take a break. Um, and you know what? I'm going to tell you something. And I hopefully can do this real quick. I've got a very interesting radio station here. And you know what I have? Which I have What's that? downstairs the radio station. I have a washer and dryer. So when I play these commercials, I'm going to run like hell downstairs, put my clothes in the washer, and, <laughs> and by the next break, maybe they'll be done. I'll be able to do another uh, run downstairs and put my clothes in the dryer. What do you think I about love that? it. Am I an independent dude or what? Absolutely, hey, Brad. I don't need no stinking you don't woman. Send it out. You don't send it out like the old <laughs> days. <laughs> you know, like, for example, I, recently I had a woman said to me, she said, you're a single guy, right? And I go, yeah. And she says, well, who does your laundry? I looked at her and I go, I do. There's no way you're serious. <laughs> is this 1954? Are men as, unable to, 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 to handle the wash? As a heart attack. And the crazy thing about it is, then when I told her the rest of the story, I said, when I used to wear dress shirts all the time, guess what? I iron my own shirts. And yeah, she was well, like, of course you do. And she was like, what? First, yeah, yeah. And by the way, that would today, it would be like asking a woman if she's single. And she says, yes, you'd be like, well, who drives you? Right. <laughs> who, who balances your checkbook? Right. Or, or who takes care of you? You know? Yeah. Okay, who right, take, who right. pays your bills? Right. Yeah. Who takes you out in public? You know, because, <laughs> you know, like if we took the Islamic thing out there, isn't that the deal? You, you, yeah. You can't yeah. go out in public. Who, who, who washes your burqa? 
Right. Okay, we have to take a break. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?